<laughs> See, I follow, I follow Dave's lead. That's he's, a terrible he's, idea. He, no, you're that is something you should you, never do. You're doing the editing. I'll follow your lead. <laughs> That's true. I can make you say anything you want. I was going to say, just like you did the last episode. <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome to the Try Watchers podcast. Uh, the usual rubbish about some watches and stuff weekly. Um, my name's David. My name is Thomas. And I'm Cameron. I thought I'd make that one as long, long and drawn out than it could be. So, you know, so people can't point the finger in one direction. Oh yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, it's, it's all good. <clears throat> How's everyone? You guys alright? Yeah, everything's good. Yeah. How are you doing, mate? All good, all good. Nice to yeah, see you good. for holiday. How was my holiday? No, I said I can't wait for holiday. Oh, oh yeah. You, oh, yeah, because you're the only person who's actually getting one this year. Yeah, you don't want to leave. <laughs> yeah. Although he's even leaving. <laughs> he's just going south. Well, that's true. I guess yeah. he is staying within his country. But, I mean, it's a big country, so there's a lot of nice places yeah. to go. <laughs> <laughs> true. But speaking of leaving, Dave, Dave you're you're back uh, back in the UK at the moment. Yep, I'm in London. Um, I fly back to Norway tomorrow morning. So I can see your British a... accent. I can see your British British accent getting better now you're in the in the UK. <laughs> well, sounding more Cockney again. What? <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> but um, yeah, no, I fly back tomorrow. Uh, it's been a bit of a fleeting visit, really. Um, mm. It's definitely a strange one traveling this time for people who haven't been like through airports and stuff at the moment. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's an experience. Getting on a flight and walking down the aisle and like uh, everyone in all the seats is just wearing masks. It's, it's kind of feels like a bit like being on some sort of like twenty eight days later horror film kind of thing. It's pretty much what it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But I also saw some fantastic like things in the airport that were just hilarious. So there's one guy on my flight from Amsterdam to here in a full hazmat suit. Really? Yeah, yeah. So we're like queuing up for passport control. He's wearing a full hazmat suit. What color gloves, was it? Blue. Nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> gloves, like with the hood and everything. Uh, safety goggles. Like Marty McFly in Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more like Heisenberg in Breaking Bad. Oh, nice. He had, like, oh, yeah, of course. Full, yeah, yeah. He had like a full twin respirator on as well. <laughs> oh, my God. So he's like, just like, looks like Outbreak. He was like that film with Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. <laughs> this is what he looked like. He was like extra in Outbreak. But his girlfriend with him just had a normal mask on. I was like, mate, you don't understand how this works. No. <laughs> you then, really so don't how, get it. But then, so how does it work with the customs? Because, I mean, the, I mean, like, uh, with the border because he goes there and the guy on the uh, I mean in the box check his passport and he's like sorry sir I, I just I, I just can't recognize you no he's got to take the whole suit because, off because because, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, because it was a connecting flight I didn't have to go through like the full passport control I just went to a desk and they you just like pulled your mask down and the guy behind some perspex like a little letterbox you pass your passport through mm. and you checked it and that but I don't know if that guy was flying from the Netherlands, maybe I don't know what they're doing for letting people in and out. But then there was a guy on that flight as well who's wearing two masks, one over the other, for double security. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, just like, as, that's what as ridiculous. There's big air <laughs> gaps in the top and the sides, though. But there's two of them there. So. Yeah. <laughs> what, wait, wait a second. This is exactly what I do with condoms. 
I put two on top of each other just in case. <laughs> just so if there's one that if one breaks, there's another one. It's called safety, right? <laughs> It's, it's not just to reduce the sensitivity that much more so that you can last yeah. longer. Or... <laughs> it gets up to five pumps rather than two. <laughs> so you can last long enough to tell him your name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, but my favorite thing of all the things um, was <laughs> sitting at the gate in Amsterdam waiting for my flight. And they've got those like moving sidewalk things. Mm-hmm. And this woman comes like full pelt down it, like striding along and wearing very little clothing for an airport. So like she caught Odd. everyone's attention. She's very pretty as well, like very attractive, but it comes much and dragging a bright pink zebra print suitcase. Okay, comes yep. f- marching past. And then I was like, oh, okay. And then about a minute later, she went back the opposite way, but walking against the travelator, going mm. the other way. So she was like walking at like 10 of the dozen, but not getting anywhere. So she just went past ridiculously slowly. And I was like, and she was like just trying not to look at anyone because she realized she had fucked up. She's just like trying to run in the opposite direction. And I was like, oh, that was interesting. And then literally a minute later, she came back the other direction. <laughs> I was like, I really want to know what's going on in your life right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is causing this? Forget the guy in the hazmat suit. I want to know what that story is. What's going on there? <laughs> uh, airports were always amusing before all of this kicked off. Yeah. Uh, the good thing was, though, cause it was a stopover as well in Amsterdam. I had time to pick up the... Uh, Amsterdam edition swatch, the city edition. Oh, oh yeah, I saw. Uh, yeah, you did fire off a picture of that. Yeah, that's very yeah, cool. It's, yeah, it's basically the same. It's it's the city. It's like that uh, the Paris city edition that you guys got me, right? Yeah, yeah. But, so I just thought, uh, do you know, what? I had time to kill. I was wandering around. I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I'll have that. I've been to Amsterdam so many times now. Yeah, I've never got a postcard or anything. So these are better than postcards. Oh, definitely. But yeah. I've got to uh, go back tomorrow morning, and it's been a, a fleeting visit back here, but it's been good to see people. That's good. And, uh, see see your folks done. and everything. Yeah, some of my parents and uh, and picking up some washers as well. Yeah, we're just going to leave that until the end of the wrist check, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll go. Oh, we'll go through. <laughs> oh, because you're so. Oh, so you're, so you're actually wearing something other than the Snoopy. I'm wearing something other than the Snoopy. The Snoopy has gone to a temporary new home. Ah. I met up with Sam from Red Bar who's time on our hands on Instagram yesterday Yep, and uh, I did a handing over ceremony where she's a temporary custodian of the Snoopy for a little while so oh. I know, so just just thought yeah just let her enjoy it for a little while so when I'm back next month I'll grab it back off her I think but unless I get stuck for another six months she, she is a very good salesperson I, I'm, it doesn't surprise me that she was able to talk you into giving it to her <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I guess we should do some wrist checks then. Thomas, what are you wearing? Yeah. Uh, so I enjoy the fact that my father is away for a couple of days and took the opportunity oh. to check in his collection and try something I haven't tried for a while. Thanks, Dad. It's a uh, <laughs> uh, Link Navitimer uh, Cosmonaut. Oh, oh wow. Is that a, is that a, got That's the nice. gold bezel on it? Yeah. And a 24-hour dial. 24-hour dial. 
Oh, that is cool. That's nice. I find it one of the most busy dial you can find, basically. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, there was, uh, there's a purpose, obviously. You're supposed to be able to, like, uh, uh, calculate your speed, time, uh, time. I mean, it's a slide time, rule, isn't it? Yeah, it's a slide Sorry? rule. It's a rotating. It's a yeah, rotating yeah. slide rule. rule. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just showing you on the screen. Well, we we'll yeah. put it on. We'll put it on the Instagram, obviously. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. It's, uh, it's for people who are better at maths than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Which I, is I, amus- I amusing, it. considering what you and I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Does Thomas have any business wearing it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I like the fact that I mean, every time that I wear this watch, I no matter how uh, used I uh, I can I can be I can get, I always messed up with uh, with the the time reading in the first seconds. So picking up the watch, looking at the time, you're like, oh shit, no, that's twenty four hours. That's not twelve hours, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And the more amusing is like if you if you do well, someone asks you the time in the street, you just show I mean show her or, or him the watch and let him read, and it's just gonna be like uh, 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 okay, fine, thanks, whatever <laughs> breaks their brain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So is it is it a twenty four hour movement as well? Yeah, yeah. It's not just like yes. oh, it is okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've, yeah I've never it's, really it's... gotten involved in another time is enough to know. No, no. Mm. It's, so, so the cosmonaut is is the one that actually is it's a, it is a twenty four hour dial layout. So, like you were saying, so it's it's like reading. It's basically like reading the GMT hand on a GMT yeah. Master Two, and yeah. there is no there's no hour hand per se. It's basically you've you've replaced it, so it gives you a full twenty four hour scale. So, it's a it's like that Longines they did the big one. Yep. it's twenty four hours, and I looked again at that at one point, and then realized it was going to just be a massive pain in my ass to try yeah. and read the time on it all the time. Or the uh, the other one, um, remember that uh, slow watch that I have? The uh, oh yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the one handed watch, and that's got a twenty four hour dial, and that's even and that one's even more of a pain because it doesn't give you minutes or seconds or anything yes, like that. Absolutely. It's just the hour. So Special, and you can especially if you call Cam and you obsess with uh, preci- precision. And and you and, and you're, it's funny because my my dad bought me that watch and he bought it specifically for that purpose because he knows like how precise I like to be with my watches so he mm. bought this and he goes oh this is funny this will drive you nuts <laughs> uh, but actually surprisingly enough for for a cheap quartz watch it's really well made it's got like it hundred meters nice. water I like resistance. The case shape on it. Yeah, the case, it's got that, um, it's it's kind of a squared off cushion case-esque type shape. Uh, I think it's got a sapphire crystal and like it's, it's for, for, for an inexpensive quartz watch. And I don't think it was that inexpensive, especially for quartz. It was probably, I think they, I think they're about, I don't know, three, four hundred bucks, something like that. Um, but they, um, are very well made. Actually, I think I need to replace the battery in it. So find okay. that and do that at some point but uh no uh i am uh i'm i'm still wearing the panerai are you having to get it back <laughs> yet? no 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 well <laughs> it is it, 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 it there, there's a distance issue getting it back so it's I've, i'm gonna have this uh, one for uh for a little while well that's your excuse well yeah essentially yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so have you scratched it at all yet or anything no no i have been i i, I have been excessively careful with it um and 
because and I have I have worn it out of out of the house. Uh, we we went down um, uh, we went down to uh, visit my sister in law over the weekend down to Santa Clara, and I wore it down there. Um, so it's it has been it has been out of the house, but uh, uh, other than that, like obviously I'm not doing anything. <laughs> with it we're doing yeah, out we're, of the ordinary with it no 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 i mean it's just there's just so much damage you can do while you're in a in, sitting indoors anyway but uh no from out and about and stuff i just i'll throw in the seiko or the g-shock or something like that anyway but mm. no it's uh yeah i'm really enjoying it it's it's a it's really comfortable it's a it's i don't know it's just a nice easy wear I, I i get the appeal i'm starting to get the appeal it's it's been it's been about a week. You didn't say at least five good things about Panerai. <sighs> I mean, I, like until you pay me for this, I'm not. <laughs> How about you, Dave? What do you got on your? I know you're excited to be home with with all of your watches, Something and so you you actually had all of them together and stuff. So what have you got? Yeah, I laid all my watches out on the bed and just rolled around in them. No, I am wearing my newest purchase, which we talked about last week, and it's, it's up on Instagram now, so people will know what this is before this episode goes out. But it's the new Oris Aquis uh, GMT Keris Fault Reef Edition. Very cool. And yeah. it is so nice. Yeah. Like, no, it's... I, the dial is I was, really great. The dial is fantastic on it, and it's just the the bit the quality of it, the build quality is so nice. It's so good. Hmm. I remember for a, a, a long time, I was after the um, Aquis depth gauge that they do, which has the hole drilled in the crystal. Yep. And when you dive, it red it, it uses um. That was a big watch. Yeah, it's a bit. That's the thing. It's a really big watch. So yeah. that was really my only like dealings with an Aquis. And I, that was the only thing that put it off on the bracelet for me. I was like, oh, it's, it's a bit big because the bracelet on the depth gauge is kind of chunky as well. Mm. And I was like, mm. so I ordered I ordered this with like out sinks because I loved the pictures. And then I started to get the fear in of like, have I have I made the right choice? Because the depth gauge, I know that I loved the photos. And when I tried it on, I was always like, mm. does it doesn't and work? This, and then I saw this, and then I got this, and then this is just yeah, this is bang on the bracelet's nice and slim like it's got nice slim links it's got a really nice taper on the bracelet i don't know if you can see that oh yeah so it no, tapers down great. like quite quite a fair amount um it's 43 and a half mil i want to say so okay. it's no by no means a small watch but oris do that great thing with those stubby little lugs that they have that like yeah. make it wear really really small yeah so it really lug- hugs the wrist nicely yeah so your lug to lug is is still reasonable even at a 43 yeah yeah definitely um and no, it's great. It's got this like really subtle bicolor bezel on it. Yeah, it, and it, and you, it wasn't until you actually mentioned it, that you had to look really close to see mm. that because it, it's is it like the it's a blue that's it's a black and a it's blue a, like a navy blue on the bottom and then yeah. it's like and black on top. So it's, it's like a Batman, a Batman color scheme. But yeah, not but as it's vivid, not as vivid. Yeah, exactly. Um, and but in certain lights, it just looks all black. And cool. then as you as you turn it like the blue really comes out and when it's in direct sunlight it really pops the blue as well yeah and it's just it's i really like it it's like i have the same thing with my tudor black bay 36 
that's got the mm. blue dial and in some lights that blue looks really dark almost like a really inky blue and then as yeah. the light hits it it really starts to brighten up and you get all these different yeah. shades and that this like it's exactly the same with this bezel but this has like the um uh it's not a sunburst style but um it's a blue dial no it's like um it's obviously been like machined radially so oh, okay. you get that like uh just the way the light plays in the dial i just, I, I know what i'm trying to say but i'm not very good with it's, words i am not good english it's it's that conversation we had back then about the uh resonance the fact that they uh, yeah, it kind radially. of yeah yeah basically yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and I've not had a GMT before, so it's really nice to have a GMT. Yeah, and I think that's the same GMT movement that was in the, the Oris I had, and it's uh, which is the is it the twenty eight ninety three or it's, oh, I guess it's the Salita version of it, isn't it? So this it's the Salita, yeah. Yeah, so it's the um, SW. Oh, I can't remember the. That nah, doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, you could it, have said anything, then I would have gone. Yeah, I don't yeah. have no idea about numbers <laughs> like that. <laughs> But um, no, it's it's a salt. The only thing is, I mean, um, I guess it's uh, one of the, one of the complaints that people have with that particular movement is that it's not the the hour hand doesn't set um, separately, like in something like you know, on the GMT Master and the, even the Tutor. I think if you're going to set the um, the hour hand, you can do that like you basically on the first on the first pull on the crown, you can set the hour separately without uh, uh, impacting the rest of the watch. So you can change right. the change. Uh, whereas that one, I think that setting changes the actual GMT hand. It does, which, yeah. You yeah. can change the GMT independently, but if you try to yeah. set the time, and that, and that's, GMT hand moves. Well, which yeah. is, I mean, it, it's fine. It just makes it, if you're using it as a direct traveler watch and stuff like that, it's great. But for as far as It takes as keeping, a little bit more time is all it really is. Yeah, to, but, to set it. but for setting, but you can still set it. And the, I'm guessing the, does, or sorry, the bezel rotate? Like, or is it yep, fixed? bi-directional. Oh, okay, so you can I actually set bezel. that to GMT and then run it as three different time zones because you can reset you can, the. Yeah. So I don't know when I'd need three unless I put all three of ours on there. I could you? Yeah, except when I'm in except when I'm in Norway, Thomas and me are on the same one. So yeah, so I yeah. mean, I you have to start. I just set it to our three home times. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be a lot easier for like scheduling this, <laughs> doing yeah. this. Sorry um, to correct you, but yeah. Uh, we oh sorry, uh, we're not on the same time. There's an hour difference between you and France. No, you're talking yeah, about when I said when I'm in Norway. Norway. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, for the money, used to, I'm still not used to. Uh, um, um, you being back in UK, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not used to it either. I got back here and it like it's really weird. Like I was just like, it doesn't quite feel like it expected it to be like home because I've been away for so long. But yeah, well, it's been it's four nice months really, isn't it? Uh, twenty and a half weeks since wow. I was last back here, and then before that, I've been doing a year of ten days in Norway, four days here. So yeah. really, over the past two years, I've spent very little time. Not home, a lot of time so there. Yeah. Not a lot of time at all. But anyway, back to the Oris. Um, yeah. For the money, it's fantastic. I cannot floor this watch at all. Like the build oh, quality, amazing. everything about it, for the for the price. I paid two t fifty for this, which is the retail. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think you'd get better for the money from anyone. And I love what Oris do. I like the way their company went. I like the people at Oris. Yeah. Met people like Rolf. Uh, met Rolf a few times. Met VJ, who's the guy out in North America for them. I met the CEO, the other CEO, whose name escapes me right now. And they're all so, so nice. Like, the nicest guys. That's awesome. Um, and they're so down to earth. And I just, yeah, just really like what they're doing. So I kind of really, really wanted Norris just to be part of like the Norris yeah. family kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Because I loved what they were doing. Yeah. But then it was never anything that really made me go, yeah, that's, that's, I really, really want that. Yeah. And then, then this came out and yeah, this is just awesome. And it might have even scratched the sub itch for me as well. Oh, nice. Because it's similar proportions. It's got like a, the ceramic, I believe it's a ceramic bezel, like ceramic oh, bezel. Okay. And yeah, I think this might just do it for me. Is it, is it a 200 meter or is it a, it's 200 meters. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, sorry, 300. Oh, really? Yeah, it's 300 meters. 390. Um, wow. Yeah. So it's, it's a 300 meter rated dive watch with a GMT function. This level of build quality on a bracelet for 2T50. It's pretty impressive. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. So and it's, a, and it's, also I am a good thing. it's also a good thing that when you're at the bottom of, uh, of the sea, you can check what's a uh, camera on time. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it in California? <laughs> yeah. Let me just call it with my uh, with my uh, submersible uh, iPhone and show you some <laughs> fish and, and sharks uh, uh, playing around. Nice. <laughs> but I, I am a very happy bunny with this. And, oh, that's uh, good. Yeah, really, really pleased with it. Although the box that it comes in is made from uh, sea algae. Okay. Mm. And it literally looks like a bit of, you know, the old avocado bathroom suites you used to get in the 70s. Oh, yeah. It literally looks like that. <laughs> it just looks hilarious. like a lump of avocado ceramic. But, uh, <laughs> let's go. The boxes just go back in their box and go in the cupboard anyway. So Yeah, exactly. Have to look at Never that. to be seen again until you, I don't know, move. <laughs> yeah. Or until I had to build a fault. <laughs> Yeah. For some reason. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's it, really. That's basically. Well, congratulations. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much. Yeah. Done. Good. Uh, uh, first, first new major watch purchase since we've kind of started all of this. So that's mm, quite cool. Yeah. I mean, if we've we've all bought um, the smaller stuff, but uh, no, it's uh, a ni- nice add to the collection, mate. Mm. It's almost going to be the RS Mamataro Diver 65, the one they did with that Japanese jeans company. Oh, it yeah. Comes a denim strap with the two stripes on it. Yeah. I was looking at that. I was like, oh, I do like that. And it was like umming and ahhing about that. And then this came out, and this really just leapfrogged that for me. Well, there was also, at one point, you were also looking at the Carl Brashear chronograph that yeah, they did I, as well. I, I did. I, I had my eye on the Carl Brashear for a long time. I really liked that, but I just couldn't quite, in my head, justify the price. I, I, it was still a good price for a, for a uh, bronze chronograph. Right. It was just getting to that thirty six hundred for me. It was a bit like. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was pushing closer to four. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and as much as I like the idea of it patinaing, 
I'm one of these people where I either want it to look like it did come out of the box, I w- or I want it to look 400 years old. <laughs> and I'd have right. no patience for the middle bit, where it just goes like right. a muddy brown. I want it to either be shiny, or I want it to be <laughs> green, green. And like, yeah, and flaky. You know? <laughs> I don't want Fair any, enough. any middle ground. But So you're going to end up being one of those guys we were talking about a few uh, weeks Bearing ago, it in the backyard. As, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> in a bag full of eggs and things like that. But, um, but, so yeah, no, I th- I, th- I think you made the right choice, man. Uh, and I I, yeah. I didn't realize this. This is your first Oris, isn't it? It's is my first Oris, yeah. Very cool. And I am severely impressed with it. Like I've I don't want to say it, but if I had to, this would be a good one watch collection. I think. Ooh. Because this could be what? Sorry, the was bad. A good one watch collection. For me. Because it's mm. a diver and I like utilitarian like nature of divers where you can bash around. It's a GMT. It's got a blue dial. And yeah, it does it. And it's got orange on it as well. I mean we like a bit yeah. of orange. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. The, the yeah, the orange accents on it look do look good. That'd be interesting. So, are you just going to take it back to Norway? Or are you going to? Ah, uh, yes, and come back with me. And I think I'm probably going to pack a few mm-hmm. more in a watch roll, and hopefully not oh, do oh. a fratello and get stopped on the border and charged for all the import tax. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just leave, leave leave the box and paperwork back at at home, and you should be all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, make sure you make sure you do one scratch. You make one scratch uh, on your watch before you pass the border. <laughs> That's probably what happened, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. But, okay, so uh, you guys had an idea of a little topic this week. Well, we did. We were talking about that, but do we want to? Do we want to discuss any of the the, the happenings within uh. the the watch world? Because uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think we should ignore this, it. Actually, I've just remembered what you're talking about. You mean, it's, you it's, mean the biggest joke ever? <laughs> well, I, you, you know, you know what? I'm yeah, and I I think I think it was. Uh, I, I find the whole thing quite amusing. Um, so, as as anybody who's probably listening to this podcast knows, or they're, they're, for those that don't, Hodinkee did a special release uh, this this last week. Uh, they, uh, they 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 were uh, hinting at it uh, fairly early on. I think it was about Monday. I think I got an email from them Monday or Tuesday saying that they've got something mm. special being released at the end of the week and. Uh, so and of course, and they they were showing all of these glam shots of of uh, a watchmaker milling parts of the movement and all this. I was like, oh, okay, well, this could be interesting. And then it was released, and it turned out to be um, an eight day uh, travel clock, um, really old school style way of of doing things. I remember my grandmother having one. Where it was basically a travel a travel alarm clock, but it was a with a mechanical movement, and you hand wind it, and it lasts for eight days, and you and it's got a, a just a kind of like a JLC Memovox sounding alarm attached to it that you mm. manually set, and they went into this whole whole thing about they've they've they hired um, I can't remember who the designer was that developed the the typeface for it uh, this new um, decimal font that 
has never been used on a watch or a clock or anything like that. So that's all brand new. And um, so obviously they would have had to have paid for and develop the typeface and stuff like that. So there's cost implications for doing that. And then they've, um, these were, I, th I think, because they were limited to the number of movements that were available, uh, that, that in turn limited the number of production for this. So they had these these um, uh, new old stock eight day, and I never did find out who made the movement. Uh, I don't think they really said, but um, mm. but anyway, eight, eight day uh, uh, manual wind uh, alarm movements, and I, I think it was I think the number was ninety six. Yeah, there was ninety six of them. Yeah, and they went into the construction of the of the case and all this stuff and. It was, I mean, a typical Hodinkee presentation as to how they, they and they're, they're very eloquent about writing about these things and so on and so forth. And, and of course, you, you kind of go through all the spiel and stuff like that, and you get to the bottom, and I think I had the same reaction as what most of the watch community did, because, man, did it explode. You got down to the bottom, you went, $5,900 US? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Like, yeah. and so... And then, and after after they did the release and stuff, so you were looking on various platforms, um, Instagram, both the Hodinkee shop and Hodinkee um, turned off comments almost immediately. <laughs> <clears throat> and then, uh, so it went on to, and I actually looked at it on Facebook, and that got uh, really amusing because people were just like, there wasn't a positive comment being said <laughs> in the feed now fair enough like everybody's everybody likes to voice their opinions about all of these things and they're more than entitled to them and um and but you know what i think that thing sold out in less than eight hours. hours yeah so in less than eight hours they made over million, half a really. million dollars in sales exactly and and so I, what I find truly amusing is that everybody's going on and on and on about this product that they can't buy anyway because it's already sold out. And they 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 get such a hate on for this thing for whatever reason. I mean, okay, it's a product that they de designed and developed and made. If you don't like it, don't don't buy it. Don't buy it, yeah. It's, because and, there's 96 yeah, people I, out there who clearly will buy it. Because exactly. they did. And you know what? Good for them. And there's probably a good chance that if they don't really like it and they want to sell it, they'll probably be able to sell it for a premium because I guarantee you, it's like everything else with it comes to these things. You only need 96 people to buy it. And I'm sure that's what they... Hodinkee did the math before all of this. Stupid. They know what their fair customer base is. Exactly. They know, they know how deep the pockets are of the Benjamin Kleiner fan club. They're not stupid. No, and and so and 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 I think it, and the fact that, yep, oh nope, sold out. Yeah, so you can't, and and then people get so angry that they make these things, and I don't, I just never understand the the volatility behind that. No. And then and then to top it off, what was happening was anybody who said anything positive about the clock, got absolutely thrashed. Right, mm -hmm. and I mean, I don't. We can discuss people that were saying stuff, but I, I, I don't know if it's That's necessary. Not names. No, is, but no. but there was there we, was we some stuff going it. around. There was some stuff going around where where um, basically 
people that weren't that aren't associated with Hodinkee said some positive things about it. Basically, like what I just said, and the fact that look, they know their they, they know their marketplace, they know and they had an opportunity to develop and build this thing. Um, good on them, like something something out of the box. And you know what? It is something out of the box. Everybody gets upset about everybody doing the same thing over and over again. And and of course, the big argument that was coming about was, well, you can you can get these old tra- you can get a vintage travel clock that was an original design from whomever back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, for and you can get a really really nice example for less than five hundred bucks, or or if you want to get really ridiculous, like I was looking, I looked on eBay just to see what kind of money these things were going for. You could get some really top end um, eight day manual wine travel clocks for like twelve hundred dollars, right? So basically, a fifth the cost of what Hodinkee was charging for theirs. Um, and so everybody's like, well, why wouldn't you just buy this? Well. Because people don't want that, they they, they want, want the they want one. they want the Hodinkee one, so that's it's why like they wouldn't buy that. That Mark yeah, Newson hourglass they did is ten thousand dollars. Yeah, also something. If you that, have to, if you have to question the price and bitch about it, it's not then for it's you. Not for you. But the thing is, not everything has to be for you. Do you know exactly. Like, like the, it's not like you. You must cater to s- all of my all of my whims and needs, and exactly. if you st- like, step out of that line. I I hate you forever. Like, get over yourself. Uh, no, I, I, I agree with your comments, but on the other side, I think people have been criticizing or wanted to criticize Hodinkee for their strategy and the way they they influence the market uh, and 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 make business out of someone else's passion. And I think this object really crystallized all of those critics. So. Trying to sell uh, uh, darkly inspired, inspired object, um, uh, so it's like a copy of a design, or most of it. Then place a big Horiki tag on top of it, sell it for super high price, but the quality of the finish is not there either. So I think it's just like it. As I said, it's just like the thing that critis- that that just gathers all of the critics that Hodinkee had for the past five or ten years. But think? I guarantee you a lot of those critics are also the same people who will tell you that Rolex they'd be all an end all. And Rolex do the same thing. They influence the market because they know what's selling and what isn't and they throttle yeah. the supply. So But Rolex won't, won't do that sort of uh, of uh, shitty detail. That's the core that's the the four leather cover. Mm. And it's peeling, mm. but yeah. I don't think that was. I don't think that was people's argument. That is bad. Like if you're going to charge an amount of money for something, the quality control should be there. Oh, yeah. I think people's arguments about it more were that Hadinki are like parodying themselves now by become this ridiculous brand that's just selling. That's just just taking the piss now, just trying it on and seeing what they can charge yeah. for things. Yeah. But at the same time, it works. And they know they can make their money. They made over half a million dollars in under eight hours selling those yeah. things. And they knew they would all day long. Yep. So people can bitch and moan about it all they like. And Ben Klein is going to sit there in his cashmere sweater, fanning himself with dollars bill, hundred dollar bills when the air conditioning in his air cooled Porsche stops working. <laughs> and he does not give a shit what all these people think and want to bitch and complain of about. Yep. And I don't blame him because at the end of the day, the people who also 
are going to complain about this, who are people who are jealous of Hadinki's success, because Hadinki has come from being what Ben Clymer started as being a Tumblr blog. I believe it was on Tumblr or WordPress yeah. or something he had. Yeah, I think it was to a Tumblr. Being, yeah. Let's be honest, the de facto editorial in the watch world. Yeah. Yeah, surely. Like, and people are going to take any reason to take pot shots at that. And yeah, it's a ridiculous price to charge for an object like that. <laughs> it really is. I, it really is. <laughs> but then equally, <clears throat> isn't this whole hobby kind of ridiculous in the time of course of it pricing? is so where where do, where do you draw the line why is it okay to say this Amiga is perfectly reasonable at like 5,000 pounds but Hidinki make a travel clock with XYZ movement in it and then people go well that is disgusting that's yeah. too much well, come on like where's your frame of reference for this exactly no <laughs> so it, it's... but I again also I would not pay Six thousand dollars for an alarm clock because I would tr- <laughs> smash it trying to find the snooze button. Day one, bang, <laughs> just no. destroy it. Clock springs uh, going everywhere. <laughs> for, forget it in a hotel room. That's what you it do against the wall. Yeah. Bam. <laughs> I don't care because yeah, I bought three of them anyway. So. <laughs> uh, and the thing as well is like a manual wind alarm clock. Which is a very vintage thing. Come on, we all saw Hadinki doing something as hipster as that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, to be perfectly honest, nothing about it surprises me. I think no. it's, I, th- it, I mean, it, it's right in line with with what the the projection that they've been going with all of this stuff anyway. Um, and 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 Thomas is right. Like they're, the, I mean, the critics. You can understand the 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 frustration from the mm. critics' standpoint, but I think. With that, you have to take a step back from all of this and just realize the absurdity of it anyway. And and then, I, I guess the the thing that w- had irritated me about it was was the fact that it it came down to um, a mob mentality within like the 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 hatred towards the the item that people were um, calling others out. Uh, unnecessarily for having a different opinion, well, and that's it's the why same. I didn't like. And the same. Uh, yes. Yeah, and 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 there's no need for that. Okay, no, it's not. It's, I it's okay. Because has a different opinion to you. You don't have to yeah, be absolutely. personal about it. Yeah. Oh, it, I'm sorry. If you if you get to the point where it's just resorted to name calling, then you've lost the argument. I mean, absolutely. Thomas Thomas has a bit of a different opinion than you and I on this particular thing because he understands the plight of of the people who are critics of this and the mm-hmm. fact that it, it, that they are like they there is there is there is a thing where everybody feels as though they're being taken advantage of by this this editorial site that isn't so editorial anymore and no. and and their frustration comes out but at no point are we going to res- resort to name calling because we don't agree. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if anything, I take my hat off to them for, you know, like I said, they made half a million dollars like that. Oh yeah. So I mean, a, if I, if I, I could come up with a business that did that, yes, yeah, I would do it. With 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 with, I don't want to say it's no effort because obviously there's a lot of effort that goes into the production of any of these things and stuff like that, but. Mm. But from a marketing standpoint, there's lots of guys who who put money, time, and effort into building products that cannot shift them that quickly. I mean, that that is an impressive feat. So, anyway, 
just thought that was – I mean, everybody else was talking about it this week. We may as well throw our two cents in. As yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I, I don't think, think I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't be bo- bothered if a it was one zero less in terms of price, or yeah. b you would you would feel the quality of it. I mean, I, obviously, I didn't have it in my hands, right? But looking at the pictures, I, I. Yeah, I just don't understand where where the price is, is justified. So yeah, I think I honestly and 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 I think because they they in the in the detailed description of how they did this, where the price is coming in, I have mm. a feeling it comes down to that typeface that they used, because mm. to 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 buy um, to to get no no seriously to get a graphic designer to to design and develop that stuff, you've got to pay that guy and those guys charge a fortune for a font have you ever looked into how actually having a font designed or anything like that yeah it's it's ridiculous so that's well, where the money's an episode coming. of abstract yeah that episode of abstract where they have the typeface designer who um yeah was looking at watches for inspiration that's really yeah cool. so just went to throw that in there. no and it's but it's notes. but the thing yeah we'll th- i'll throw that up in there <laughs> if there's i guess it's it's a netflix isn't it or something yeah yeah it's netflix yeah, yeah. Uh, but the the thing is, is that like th- th- these guys, and and of course he's like renowned, or I don't know, I can't remember who the guy was, um, but there's there there's, and they spent way too much time talking about the fact that this has never been used on a watch and this and that. So I think they, I choice. think I, I think their money went into that, and that's that why they were me. charging so much for these things. I it I think it has less to do with the movement that's in them and the fact that they're only ninety six mm. or whatever or the goat leather that they've wrapped the thing in or all of that all of that's kind of secondary. If you because if you think about it, they've they've they only made ninety six units. The product total that they they sell is and they've got to and they've got to pay their staff and they've got to pay everything. The margin on this I actually don't think is that big, depending on how much they paid for that typeface. Yep. I honestly think uh, that's where the money went. I'm so, I'm sorry I'm sorry. A lot of people are gonna hate me for what I'm about to say, but I hope uh, that the the type designer charged them well because uh, I yes that I mean that the the font is really clean, but I don't find it e- either amazing or really original. I agree. I totally so agree. It's not, it's, but... it's not the fact that it's the first. Wow, we created a font. Wow, we put it on on the clock for the first time. That doesn't. Sorry, sorry. Again. I know. I'm not. I'm not yeah, a, I'm but not that's, a that's also oh. the watch community is one of these like really weird corners of the world where people get really hyped up on that minutia, but they're like, like Rolex collectors. Oh, this is the gilt dial with the one underline. Da, 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 the R is slightly bigger on this one than this one. Oh, this the is the APH yeah. Daytona because there's a gap between the R and the APH on it. So saying things like that to them, like, oh, this is a typeface that's never been used before. Yeah, that is like pure hard-on material for a lot of people out there. Yeah, mm. and they will love this—the fact that it's an old movement they've sourced from somewhere else. And you're going to have someone with adenoids sitting there at a dinner party talking about it, going, "Oh, this is my new alarm <laughs> clock," and just like boring <laughs> the shit out of the person sat next to them. Do you know what I mean? No, absolutely. And do you know what would be really interesting? Would be if you stuck a different name on that dial other than Hadinki for the same price. Would there be such a backlash? I don't think there would be. Like if it said JLC on it instead? If it said JLC on it, anything like that. People would just be like, 
Yeah, fine. Yeah, great. Yeah. Five, six thousand dollars for an alarm clock. Yeah, perfect. I bet you. If you okay, I just, bet you. Just, just going back to the the font uh, argument. So that's a uh, young guns. Uh, I'm not sure about this, but I think it's that's well, it's. It's the Max, the Max Bill. Max Bill. Yeah. yeah, but don't know which this one is precisely, but the font looks quite similar. Yeah. Yes, the it four- is clean, but they don't sell it for $5,600. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I'm not... I, honestly, Thomas, I'm not saying that it's right. I'm saying that's what they did. Yeah, yeah, no, like, yeah, like yeah. that's... I mean, it's... I, I, like, I, I'm, I'm fully on board with you. I don't agree with it. I mean, like, and I know. Well, you're in a you're in a design field. Well, we're all in design fields. Some of us are yeah, a bit more yeah. uh, mechanical, ones. yeah. Mm-hmm. But the the thing is, is when it comes, and we know, like, that yeah, it's, it, it okay. It probably doesn't get into that. It's not that difficult to come up with that. I but the same time, like. Yeah, these guys, these guys have to. Do you to know who would I'd love cost? to talk to about this? You know Lee, who does one hour watch on Instagram. Yeah, because he is a typeface designer. There you go. Mm. And he'd be really interesting to talk to about this because he did one for his. Uh, what's the thing you do at the end of the university? I never went. Is it a thesis? Thesis. Thesis project. A thesis or wherever the the end thing is, and he did a new typeface for that that was right. designed to go on watches. So he knows how much time and effort goes into these things. So I think yeah. I yeah. I am not qualified to talk upon this point and no. say well, technique, how difficult speaking, what it I'm is. Either sorry for my critics. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying no, I no, don't no. know. So I, I, I so you, 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 you're allowed to have your own criticisms, of course. But I just think okay, I, I'd be interested to see what he could say and what I could yeah. what we could learn about this from him would be really yeah. interesting. Absolutely. So anyway. Shall we uh, get on with uh, yeah? Get on with the thing we were talking about. Talking about. <laughs> yep. Seems we only have about fifteen you... minutes left in the episode. Yeah, exactly. You mean you mean this endless uh, endless regular topic that we have uh, every yeah, we've other been... day? Yeah, I was gonna say we, we we've been trying to make this a topic of conversation for a few episodes now, and then just never come about. <laughs> yeah. I, I really wonder if now we're gonna tell people what it is, and they're gonna go, oh. Is that oh, <laughs> oh okay. well, I guarantee. Switch off. Yeah. Oh, that was interesting. <laughs> Sorry, right, Thomas. What are we talking about? Uh, it's basically how to reinvent your watch every week uh, and have the feeling of yeah, having a new one. Customize it. Have a new strap. There you go. So we're going to talk about straps. <laughs> <laughs> Get some much straps. Not much to say about it, really. <laughs> we even find the topic so boring we can't say anything. No. Yeah. Uh, no, anyway. it's it's quite hard to talk about it, but I I really feel that that um, that really highlight uh, either the design, the color, the the the, the style of of the of uh, of the watch. I mean, if, if I if I'm if I'm the first one to dig into this, uh, you guys remember the uh, my Seiko Toto, yeah, uh, with the Erica strap that we mentioned uh, a few weeks ago, and I I really like the the uh, 
the army style that comes with it, but also the fact that the color matches the the lettering on the on the bottom of the, of the dial. So that's like oh, a little wow. details that no one will pick up. But the fact that yeah, one yeah. matches with the other, it really highlight that. And and I suppose if you if you change the strap to a different color, then then you highlight something different. So it's really like what do you want to what do you want to put in in um, on the first um, first plan. No, I, I, I'd agree with that completely because um, one of the things I did uh, with, um, of course, because with my Monaco, it had um, the silver dial, but um, all of the accents on it, the loom plots, the, the tip, um, and even the loom within the hour, like the hour minute hand, uh, it was all orange. So, hmm. um, and swapping out, and of course, the, the it came with a leather strap that was um, had uh, black stitching. So it was just like an all black um, strap with perf- uh, it was a perforated um, like rally strap style, and mm-hmm. I found um, and, and I I swapped that out for one with orange stitching, just to like just an, a, another subtle hint of orange to make and it made the whole watch pop a little more just because it, like it was subtle enough like I did I never I never did go full orange strap with that watch, but I did it did have just just the accent just to kind of make the like the 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 accents on the dial pop exactly like what you've done yeah. with the Seiko there, you just get that color that just kind of brings out um, some of the other aspects of the watch. And you're right, as soon as you tra- you swap it out to because of course the other strap that I had for that watch that I'd like to swap out on was the Stingray strap um, yeah. that had kind of uh, the greens and grays and stuff like that. Yes, that's very similar to the one that you've got on the, uh, your. Oh, is that your is that your dad's submersible? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and that's that's uh you really have raided his watch box, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad he's not listening to me. <laughs> I mean to me so, to us. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry that but, if, if if one watch disappeared from your box, don't uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not me. <laughs> But the but that brought out different aspects because of course having the kind of the gray hue in that um, in the stingray brought out more mm-hmm. the dial and it and it kind of yeah, su- suppressed the other so so yeah I know yeah it does change and of course switching out the strap you're right as soon as as if your, your watch is starting to feel a little old swap the strap it's it's like a new watch again it's very yeah, cool absolutely then there's one thing I really wanted to try for quite some time but I'm absolutely not sure about the the the, the style. Having, strap on isn't uh, the same thing, Thomas. Sorry, a strap on is not the same thing. I know you said you wanted to try one for a while. That's a different podcast. Okay, and it's not appropriate uh, for what we're doing. That's for the tripod podcast that we talked about before. Ooh, callback. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Well, go go uh, on, Thomas. What were you going to say? Trying. Uh, am I right by calling it a bone strap? You know those like really, oh, a bun strap. Uh, yeah. Really like the old pilot one. style ones. Oh yeah. So, but on um, on um, Sidweller, I don't know if that will look too much or not. Oh, a bun strap mm. on your Sidweller. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I I mean, but then of course you get you get people who get really weird about putting a leather strap on a dive watch. And I was oh, that. Oh, you're yeah. crossing the streams a lot there with a leather yeah. pilot strap on a dive watch. I like it. I think, I think you should explode. I think you should do it just just to piss everybody <laughs> off. I love <laughs> the idea. <laughs> 
No, because I think I, I mean I think that I think that watch is versatile enough to be able to ju- to to oh, yeah. hold its own on a bun strap. Absolutely. Yeah. Put on whatever the hell you want. I mean, I cannot talk about putting watches on questionable straps. That is true. Yeah. At I least with the coloring. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How many colors can you put on the strap, really? <laughs> All the colors. All the colors. <laughs> All of them. It's called rainbow strap. Yeah. Uh, I assume you're talking about this one. Well, that's yeah. one of them, yeah. This, this, uh, I, I really like NATOs. I like NATOs because it's so easy to change the straps. Yeah, that's true. So and, it's, and, I don't and need so to get cheap. my spring bar tools to have that feeling of a new watch. I just whip one out, thread a new one in, and away yeah. we go. And I bought this one. This is the Kill Hubris with crown and buckle lizard camo strap. And it's super Larry. It's yeah. cam- it's uh what is it? it's kind of like a cream red black and green camouflage. Um and it goes with absolutely nothing. <laughs> so it, so it goes with <laughs> And nothing. I actually I bought this off Kilcubus's website and had to pay all the import duty that came with it. Wow. And the guy and I try I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy who runs Kilcubus is a super nice guy. I've spoken to him a couple of times. But I'm not sure this was the best decision of mine because it doesn't go with anything. It's really, I, I, but on its own, I think it looks really cool. I just need to find a watch that it goes on. I've worn yeah. up the Snoopy a few times just to be a dick. Yeah, <laughs> basically, and like it, it, it looks I actually okay quite Snoopy. But... I actually surprisingly I quite like it, and I and and I, I think you should emphasize the fact that yeah, it goes with with nothing. So strangely, it comes with it. It goes with everything. It's a bit like uh, uh, the conversation I had about the uh, my Accutron, which yes. is on a bright green strap with a green f- face as well. And wearing this with a suit, which obviously is not green, it yeah does doesn't match us with it. But it's a little bit of extravagance. And I think that what you should do. If you're with from that Paris. Strap, you're allowed to be extravagant in your fashion. That's just in your. That's just in your like, head. That's just people just head. go. Oh, he's from Paris. It's fine. He knows what's cool, and they just like. Yeah. Go, and then they see me, and they're I like, think, "What a dick!" <laughs> it's, it's the, you know, mean, the fact you know that, what you know what that strap that, would look good on. Black monster. I was gonna say. Well, there's, I, I, yeah, the black monster. But I was thinking the other Seiko, the Seiko that Thomas just held up. I think that strap would look really mm. good on that that Seiko. Yeah. Is it twenty mil lug width? Is it what time? Is it twenty mil lug width? Is it twenty uh, mil the strap? I on think that? so. Yeah. Uh, yes, it is. Damn it! I was going to say, oh, unlucky! I can't send it to you, but now I might have to. <laughs> 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 I think it's twenty-two. Actually, actually, it's twenty-two. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Save myself some postage. <laughs> <laughs> But, but I really like that one and the only other strap that I well I really like the Bark and Jack NATOs mm-hmm. yeah the, the hardware really on those good. the hardware on Fantastic. his NATOs so are really good. nice especially the pin it's a solid pin that's yeah. machined from one piece really really nice and I've got the grey one the grey seat belt on my CWC G10 that's oh, amazing nice. cool. yeah, it looks yeah, that's so it. good it looks really good. really good now uh, I noticed that with these, with all of I'm all of your natos, you, you keep the double strap. Yes, I do. Yeah. Um, 
I yeah, I I I could do the whole cut them and. I was just curious, if, like where, like you don't like because it doesn't. You don't notice that they they sit that like that extra couple mil on on the double over strap and stuff like that, where it sits over, it sits a bit higher and stuff like that. Most of the watches that you wear them on don't have an issue with. I I don't, it doesn't really bother me to be honest. Yeah, that's good. Mm. And yeah, it really, it really doesn't bother me. Um, the only like uh, answer to it, I don't. I'd rather have a two piece NATO. Like the one I put on my tank for the one the other day, it turned up. Well, no, but it's like it's not a it's not officially a NATO, but it's called right. a two piece NATO. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so to it's, have a, that look. it's so a nylon strap, but it's it's basically like it, it like a like any leather yeah. strap that you would have yeah. put on. It's just it, so, you, you have to pop the spring bars to be able to actually put it on. So it yeah, yeah. Have... So I got one here. Hold on. All right. In the, so the, in the meantime. In the meantime, while while Dave is is uh, searching for for it, I I, I mean you, you know me. I try to uh, to find interesting materials. So well, actually, well we'll talk about it uh, after Dave is back now. Okay, yeah, yeah we're going to, to other materials. I yeah, got yeah. that the golf edition tag. I put it on oh yeah, your Formula One, colors, yeah, yeah. But it's a so it's like a NATO where you've got the oh, two key pins on that. So it looks like a NATO, mm. but. It's yeah. actually, yeah, you it's see, on you, spring bars. It is on the spring Machine bars. Strap. Well, it's interesting because so. my the Tudor strap, the Tudor NATO that I had with my Black Bay is is like that, but it is still a single strip of material. But it's got the it's got the spring bars actually built into the NATO itself. So mm-hmm. it's it's it doesn't actually pass through or anything. Right you back. actually have to swap out. Yeah, so you've got yeah you've got you put the yeah you've you've actually got to attach it with. So you actually have to put the spring bars through it and reattach it just like you would a normal strap. It's not yeah. like leaving the spring bars in there and then passing the NATO through. No. Uh, mm-hmm. That is a ridiculously comfortable NATO strap. Actually, that Tudor are top level when it comes to their NATOs. And of course, mine came with both the bracelet and the NATO strap because that was what they were doing back uh, with the original Black Bays. Now you can only get them with one or the other. So when you're buying a Black Bay, you can either get it on the NATO or you can get it on the bracelet. Mm. So uh, I would recommend anybody who's buying a new Black Bay to get it on the uh, on the bracelet and then also buy the strap. Yeah. Just it's 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 like for the and they're, they're I don't think they're cheap either. I think they're 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 about two hundred bucks, two hundred and fifty bucks. Okay, yeah, that's um, probably about right. But they're so, made in France, aren't they? They're really nice quality. Yeah, there's there's, really there's nice. there are I think there is a thing uh, Tudor did on the YouTube site or something like that years ago. Um, the loom that they use to weave these things and stuff like that, and it's uh-huh. they go through the whole spiel and whatnot. I, I don't know if I if I can find it, I'll throw it in the show notes, but. It's 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 getting a bit behind or uh, uh, inside baseball, really. <laughs> <laughs> but so. it sounds very similar to the gas gas bone strap that I've got that I put my speedy on. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. On. yeah. So that's the same thing. It's like a Velcro strap. Yeah. You can hear there, mm-hmm. um, which is the same thing. So it's got these two little loops that the yeah. swing bars go yeah. in, and then the head of the watch sits in there. And this is so comfortable. I love this strap, and it looks so. In- I mean, he made them especially for Speedmasters. Yeah. So it looks mm. so good on a Speedmaster. It does look but good. Gas Gas Bones as well was the guy who, because they used to Bremont used to sell the MB2 on these straps. Oh okay. And he made the straps for them. Oh okay. And cool. then it got a bit big, and I think they took it away, and that he someone else did them for a while. But I might be wrong in this, but I think. He's making them again, and he's just the one-man outfit. 
everyone should check him out because he's uh, done his own watch as well. Oh, cool. And he does loads of cool little Speedmaster inspired bits, like um, especially around the 321 movements and the 861 and things like that. So really he's cool. well worth checking out. And nice. you can find these straps on there as well. Cool. Thomas, you were talking, you were, you were getting into uh, different materials and stuff like that for straps. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, obviously, NATO, I mean, Nilo is, I mean, one of the big thing really. And we talk, I mean, most of the time it's like either suede or, or uh, leather as well. But I've been trying to experience uh, more exotic skin recently. I mean, obviously, leather is one. Snake is another one. Mm. Uh, or or even stingray as we mentioned, but I I found there's a there's a, on a more sustainable approach because all of those I mean animals are obviously more and more in, de- in danger these days because of people like us basically putting them on, <laughs> on, on, on our wrist. But um, I heard about a well actually French company uh, who decided to do similar style. So similar exotic style leather, either strap or or um, or belt or um, bags or anything, uh, but out of uh, salmon skin. Out of s- uh. salmon skin. So, yeah. So uh, it basically, they, they. So just the herd of cats can follow you everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't. Yeah, don't. Don't get me wrong. You don't have the smell of it. Oh, that's good. <laughs> well, I suppose, but... No, it's it's has a similar process. But the good thing with it is, well, we already eating salmon most of the. I mean, most of our day. So the skin get. I mean, goes to trash. Well, rather than goes to trash, that's another material we can use. So I'm I'm quite excited to uh, to try them and see what what it looks like. Well, you have to, yeah, fire up uh, a link. We'll throw that in the show notes as well, because that sounds really interesting that they, yeah. you're actually curious to see what, I, I would like to, I always like trying different straps and stuff like that. Like you said, the Stingray uh, was a, uh, the other one, uh, the other material, and I thought this is what you were going to talk about a little bit, was the, uh, that's also more in the sustainable side of things, was your cork strap yeah. that you, oh yeah, you've got on your grandfather's watch. And that is, that is a really cool, and really comfortable strap, actually. Absolutely, yeah. And it's um, uh, sorry, I'm looking for my words in uh, in English. Um, get rid of bacteria. How do you call that? Antibacterial, naturally yeah, antibacterial, anti- isn't it, Cork? Yeah. Ex- exactly. So it's sustainable antibacterial, and so I found. So this one comes from Portugal. I found a small uh, company that makes makes them. Um, and yeah, you, I mean they, I mean the quality is good and it's super super comfortable. You said, especially in during summer, when most of leather strap. I mean obviously you get. I mean you have this um, sticks. It sticks to your skin. You have like yeah, you get knee. you get the sweat sweat build up in and around the strap, exactly. and then yeah, a, yeah. after time it starts to get a bit. It can get a bit funky if you're not uh, taking the exactly. strap off enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is not the the case with with those cork uh, strap. What oh, kind of money are you looking at for those cork straps? Do you remember how much you paid for that? I think it was like 50 or 60 euros. Oh, okay. So you're in line with like a, a not fairly, too bad, a, to be a fair. fairly nice, yeah. uh, decent strap and stuff like that. That's the other like thing. Like a Hirsch her strap. Yeah, a Hirsch strap. Kind of yeah. Because so. they've, um, that's kind of in line because I know I've, I've swapped that out. Because one of the other, like, because um, I know uh, Hirsch makes uh, 
like a leather style strap, but they've actually, um, and they, and they, uh, I, I don't want to say they pressure rate them, but they, they mm-hmm. tell you what they can withstand. Like they, so they give it like a hundred meter water resistance rating and stuff like that. But obviously it's not nothing to do with the pressure or anything, but it has to do mm-hmm. with the fact that it can withstand being in the water. And I, I swapped out, um, I, I found one for my, uh, her strap for my dad's, uh, Balma Mercier when mm-hmm. it's kind of like what you were saying about the Omega straps, Dave, where they just, after time kind of disintegrate and when they, and when they go, it's kind of, yeah, they they get, they, when they go, they go. And then yeah. again, we looked at, we looked at replacing it with an OEM strap for them. And l- like you found with, with the Omega, it was the same money as you get for an Omega strap. You're looking at 300, 300 to $500 yeah. for these things. And I mean, and that's, a, that's, and like, that's Bauman Mercier. And like after when, I mean, it's, uh, uh, with the, uh, the watch itself, that's, I mean, like after, after what I paid, uh, like what we paid for it and everything, it ended up being, um, uh, like a third, the cost of the watch. It's like, what would you, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So you find it and the her strap that he, we found for it and put on there is Number one, it's already lasted longer than the OEM, and it still looks 100. You know, mm-hmm. Like, I yeah, I can't speak enough about that. That was a, that was a really well made watch or watch. It does make me mm-hmm. wonder if like the watch companies have all got together and like have uh, worked out like planned. I think I think it's called like planned failure. Or something planned like obsolescence. Planned obsolescence. Yeah. That's it. Like all the light bulb companies did years ago. Yes. You know about this. The yeah, light yeah. bulb companies got together and they created a cartel to make sure all the light bulbs failed at a certain amount of hours. And there's so still buying light bulbs and it's still going on as well. Yeah. Well, and there's and still a light bulb doing. from when they originally de- designed and development. There's one, I think it's a, a firehouse in Chicago or something like that. That has, has a has a light bulb that's like 120 years old that's still going. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was no, there was never any need for the filaments to to burn out and and break, other than the fact that you needed to. to oh, wait a minute! As soon as people buy these, they they yeah, never wear out of shop. <laughs> so, so I reckon that's what all the watch companies are doing. They've yeah. built these weak links into these straps, so it goes, and you have to spend three to five hundred dollars on yeah. them to get and, a new one. Because you're not replacing the watch, because of course these watches are sold as though you can keep them forever. So. Anyway, we're getting uh, close to the end of time here. Was there any other uh, watch straps that anybody wanted to mention? There's not one that exists, but I, I kind of want to contact this company and see if they would do it. So there's a company called Elvis and Cress, who are a small, I think it's just a couple, like husband and wife. And they make bags and wallets and things out of... Um, uh, fire hoses, like discarded fire hose material. When the London Fire Brigade mm. has, like, they have planned life for the hoses. When they get right. rid of them, they've been taking the hoses and stitching them into bags and stuff. I think it'd be really cool to get a watch strap made out of uh, used fire hose. That's an interesting. Yeah. yeah. It'd so be, I'm uh, kind of half tempted to message them and say, like, look, could you, if, like, even if I sent them a cheap strap and said, cut one in this pattern, like, how much would it yeah. to make one? I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be cool, actually. How about you, Thomas? If you guys want to get me a wedding present, then just a hint. Oh yeah, fair enough. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. Uh, no, I'm just uh, always looking for more interesting str- uh, strap. I mean, like as as I said, is uh, is really 
I mean, even if you spend like 150, uh, 200 euros into a strap, I mean, uh, it's always, I mean, quite cheap um, effect of, um, sorry, wow, I don't know why, why it, came, it came out so difficultly. Um, it's just a really easy and cheap way of, of making, uh, making a, a watch new, basically. No, to totally agree. No, I've, 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 I mean, and there are certain watches that, um, uh, that yeah, I've, I like to swap the straps out quite a bit. Like my monster was always really easy to swap the strap out, and um, I mean, when I took it traveling and stuff, I always threw it on. I had a cheap ten dollar uh, G10 NATO that I threw it on. That was a uh, kind of the old. It was just the black and gray stripe Bond looking watch. Um, mm or sorry bond looking strap and it was it was great super comfortable and uh, i mean it it lasted forever um and uh and like i said the swapping out the, the onto the nato for my my uh, uh my tutor and stuff so yeah no i mm -hmm. like it just keep keeps it interesting change it up especially when you're just switching seasons and stuff like that um uh, take, taking stuff off of leather and putting them on something well, like a cloth or something yeah. like that that doesn't get all funky. <laughs> just before we finish up, this is talking about NATO. It just reminded me of something, and it's a recommendation. And you guys might have seen it already, but if people listening haven't seen it, then they should. Do you remember a Hadinky story a little while ago about a guy in Vietnam who had a Tudor sub, and he got shot in the arm, and the, yes. and the watch was smashed up, and he got reunited with the watch after 50 years? Yes. Mm -hmm. There's a new video called The Long Return Part 2, on Hidinki, yeah. where Tudor, he sent it to Tudor and they've restored it and kept it as original as they possibly could and got it back to a functioning watch for him. Very and cool. it's well worth a watch. It's really good to watch. Yeah, I, I Part of me was like, oh, like, like you're going to ruin it if it's like the history, but they've done such a great job with it. It's really cool. It's well worth a and watch. It was, and it was Tudor themselves that actually did the restoration. Uh, it was Rolex, because it was a Rolex uh, Tudor Submariner because it was age, so Rolex oh. did it. Oh, wow. I'll have to give Tudor, that a watch. Tudor Rolex, it's the same person, isn't it? It's just like... It is. It's like, it's like, it's yeah, like yeah. Scooby-Doo when they took the mask off the guy at the end. It's like Tudor and you take <laughs> it off and it's Rolex behind. And they would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you pesky kids. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, guys. Well, thanks to everyone for listening. Again. Yeah, thanks again. And it's good to catch up again. Definitely, yeah. And I'll see you guys next week. All right. Cheers, guys. Yeah. Bye-bye.